Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I usually start off the show by saying good morning, good afternoon, good night, because I'm not sure when you're listening to the show, the LMP show, Late Night Parent Radio, exclusively on Happy Hour Network and uh, streamed out via the podcast to our radio partners. Mm-hmm. I am Ted Hicks. Some refer to me as the real Ted Hicks. Some people refer to me as one of the folks behind Late Night Parent. Twitter uh, handle. Some people refer to me as uh, Facebook.com forward slash late night parents. But um, most importantly, people refer to me as dad. The most important people in my life or, you know, the loving husband. Though sometimes I'm in the doghouse and I don't hear that too much, but um, mostly it's dad. So I want to welcome everyone to the LMP show. You know, every week we get at you. We discuss the latest trends with game changes in parenting, technology, education, sports, and, you know, here and now we do a product review. And we've got a great show tonight. We've named it Blended for so many different reasons. Because um, at the top of the hour, five minutes past the hour, we have the wonderful Holly Carney, author, co-host, parent of the book Wicked Not. And at five, excuse me, at 30 minutes past the hour, we have none other than your friend of mine, H5. For those that don't know him, his name is Hezzy McCaleb. Um, he goes under the Twitter handle, GenuinelyH5, and we usually chop it up with him to talk about his show, The Filthy Dish. And we had so many different plans and things, but as you know, life tends to get in the way. So before we even get started with that, want to give a shout-out to some of our radio partners. Um, and we're going to start in... Philadelphia, FCS, excuse me, FSC Radio, Raheem, we see you. UNRL1 Radio, Scott Price, Brian Ho in Edmonton. Um, our good friends, <clears throat> Bobby Blackjack, I-95 Sports. Uh, as always, Ralph, NGSC, 
Um, and, you know, we're local, but we're also abroad. And we got to shout out our friends um, in New Zealand, Cindy, Starlight Entertainment Radio. And also in the UK and Melbourne, Australia, we got to shout out to none other than XRP Radio. Tiz, we see you as always. Thank you for believing in us. Um, I think last week we had a couple of new partners join us. Um, one was um, Cyber Station USA in Massachusetts, and the lovely Alicia Stern, who's here in New York with me um, at TRS 24-7 Radio, soon to be TRS 24-7 PR. The good folks in New York, I want to thank you to Alicia, for all the folks that have reached out to me this week, not only because of our interview and the time that we sat and talked, but um, folks that want to contribute to the radio show. So we really appreciate you. As I mentioned, we're going to have Holly Carney in here shortly. want to say a quick hello to our friends that are always so helpful to the show, Lunchbox Buddies. We see you out there. And, we, and our answer is yes, we want to have you come on the show. Uh, the Gridiron Mo app, we had, originally had you scheduled for tonight, but I think it's apropos that we have you come on for our Super Bowl show, which is next Wednesday. So we're going to have um, the good folks behind that mobile app. Um, tonight we're going to also talk about our friends Icy Hot Smart Relief, you know, um, I want to thank the folks there as they sent me one of their uh, products. We also want to give a quick shout-out to uh, our friends at Zero to Three. They introduced the free babies on the home front parenting app for our military and veteran families. We'll be talking about that later on tonight coming out of Washington, D.C. Proud to uh, be affiliated with you guys on Babies on the Home Front. Like I said, we're going to be talking with you and hopefully in the future talking with Dr. Dorenda Silver-Williams, who's the Director of Military Family Projects. We're going to be talking with those folks. So I guess without further ado, someone that I, I saw on Fox uh, Good Day New York, I would say about three or so weeks ago, um, she goes by the name of Holly Carney, uh, I saw a, a wonderful segment at 5.30 in the morning, and I felt it was needed to have her come on to our little show. I, I like to call it a little show. You know, we, we have our partners, our, our radio partners and everything else. So I, I, I want to remain grounded. But I, I was really excited to hear um, her with the folks on Good Day New York. And I want to thank, personally, before we even get started with the interview, uh, good friend Juliet Huddy, who made this interview happen. And it just shows you about the power of Twitter, once again, being connected, um, contacting people, them reaching back out to you. It's an open and transparent uh, society nowadays. Um, you know, so I saw this, this piece on Holly. Holly, how are you doing? Hi, Ted. Thanks for having me on. I'm good. Hey, I'm in uh, sunny California. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. It's you know we're here in New York, and you got a little bit of the New York weather a few weeks ago when you 
um, visited us out here. Yeah, it was very, very, very cold, but I was prepared for it this time. I was ready to, ready to go, yeah. I flew out with so, my son, so, Luke, and um, we uh, we had hats and gloves, and we were, we were ready. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I want to give um, our friends that are listening live tonight and through the podcast, Holly, a little backstory on how I got to know Holly Carney. Um, so, and Holly, please don't blush, okay? So... <laughs> It was, I'm going to say between 5 and 6 in the morning, I'm up every morning watching one of my favorite programs, Good Day New York. Um, And one of my favorite co-hosts, Julia Huddy, and there was a segment, stepmoms and blended families, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And, you know, I I, I kind of started to think about, I said, well, you know, our show, Late Night Parents, and we talk about all these different types of topics. And something just moved me later on that morning when I I got on the train. So I got on the Long Island Railroad, and I said, how do I find out the person that was on, you know, how do I reach out to her? And I I sent a message, a, a tweet to Juliet Huddy, and she was so kind to respond back within minutes with not only a response, but with your name, your PR person, everything all the above and you know i'm so grateful to that but enough about me more about you this is your show as in (laughs) you know we we let all of our guests in the driver's seat i kind of move over to the passenger seat and say holly carney tell us about how we got to wicked knots okay well first first i want to give credit to um that morning show they're a really neat team and my husband's yes. best friend, Steve Weatherford, has been on that show with them, I think, for a couple of years now. And he was helping to host, I, th- I think, the sports program. And he knew that my um, son and I were really uh, working hard to launch Wicked Knot. And we had started in November when my husband, John Carney, was inducted into the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. We kind of did a soft launch out in New Orleans because we know all the media, and, and we have tons of uh, friends there, beloved friends, after living there for uh, a decade, really. And so Steve Weatherford said, you know, I'm hosting the show the week before Christmas. You guys have to come out. And I'm like, the week before Christmas? You know, it's, it's, you know that's crazy because we knew there was a storm front coming in, and we were advised all travelers would be stuck on Christmas Eve. So uh, we, Steve insisted we come in, and we flew in on uh, the 22nd and flew back out the 23rd. So you did see me at 5 in the morning. I think uh, Luke and I had two hours sleep. <laughs> wow. Um, there we were to share our story. We feel it's an imp- mm-hmm. uh, important story. It's imperative to get it out there. Um, and it is about stepmothers and their relationship with their children. And this um, – Wicked Knot is the first of a series of books that I've written. And to be honest with you, Ted, I started this project seven years ago. And it's finally at the point of um, takeoff. And it's out there now. And we're really excited about it. So I really appreciate you reaching out to Juliet and getting a hold of us so we can continue to get the message out there. It's a hot topic. It's an emotional topic. And over the years, as I've shared with different people, oh, I wrote, I don't think I've been clear, but it's a children's series. It's a children's book. It's a whimsical children's book. The first one is from the stepmother's perspective. And it's a twist. 
because you never really hear from the stepmother. She does not have a voice. For centuries, she's never had a voice. And so, um, anyways, thank you for pursuing this uh, conversation further and having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. Oh, as I've said before, it's my pleasure. And first and foremost, I mean, we talk tech, we talk education, you know, uh, several weeks we, we've talked Common Core, we've talked with um, next week we have the wonderful Kristen Parmalee who's going to be on here. Her son has dyslexia, and guess what? She did something about it. And so her team put together a mobile app to help um, children with dyslexia. So we have so many different stories and, and, and folks that we reach out to every week, and I, it just moved me. When I when I saw your appearance on it, because it is a, a touchy topic, it is something where you're kind of like, oh well, you know, it's it's it, so many folks are, are you know caught up on the conventional families, but what about the blended families? What about the stepmoms and the stepdads that are out there? And it's wonderful that it's a children's tale because when things like that happen, when families Let's just say whether there's, um, you know, a divorce happens and, uh, a, you know, a parent remarries, who's the person that's most affected? I mean, we, we, you know, it's the child. It's the mm-hmm. child that's affected. And so we need to hear that other children need to be able to understand. And the fact that you wrote a book and it's going to be a series is, is really key. And I, I got to tell you, because me, for one, um, at the age of two, my, my um, biological mom passed away, and my dad got remarried. Mm. So mm. it was it was a situation where I'm kind of like going going along with it, and at the time, my older sister, she wasn't. So it was a situation where, um, you know, I was young enough that I was able to adjust to my mm-hmm. stepmom. How old and my how older sister, the two of you? Right, it was just the two of and us. And how old was she and, in the marriage? Uh, so um, it was how 1974. Was My sister oh. is six years older. Oh, so dear, right, 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 right. I, Yeah, so, so it was around, I was around six, and my, my sister was, was almost 12 at the time because we're about five and a half years apart, which ironically, Holly, my son and my daughter are five and a half years apart, just like my sister oh. and I. Oh wow! Right. So, that's, so that's awesome. I, I kinda, right, I kind of know. You know, I can walk in those those footsteps to see, you know, some of the things that happened, some of the things that, um, you know, impacted our lives. So the fact, the you know, the fact of the matter is that you're stepping out to do this. It's it's beautiful, number one, and it's needed. It's needed. Well, I thank mean, you. That, well, that, that, just speaking about that, the first the first book, Wicked Not, is from my perspective. The second one, Wicked Never, is from Luke's perspective, addressing the issues. You had a different issue. Your um, stepmother was stepping into uh, a role that wasn't going to be challenged as your mother passed away. And it, it's a little different scenario, but at the same time, the children's perspective isn't different. And so the second book addresses the issue of, Every time Luke was in one household, he was going to miss out on things in the other household. And these are situations that the adult needs to be sensitive about. 
the child doesn't ask to live in two different homes. You had a different situation, obviously. But every time I share about this series, oh, and the third book is about my not-so-wicked stepmother's having my baby brother, and then so on and so forth, as you, <laughs> as you can see. And But the first okay. one, the first children's book, it's, it's really a coffee table book for the stepmother. And I, I want to share with you, here your stepmother fell in love with your daddy, and she fell in love with the man of her dreams. And in, in order to be with the man that she loved, she accepted, I'm, I'm speaking for her, I don't know the reality of her situation, her, your, you and your sister, she accepted his children as her own. Now the challenge is society doesn't want to affirm her in that or give her that credit. The children are like, whoa, 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 you're not my mom. But at the same right. time, the stepmother is like, but but I am. I'm, I want to. I want to love you uh, as my own, not like my own, but as my own. And so there's so many battles and hurdles. Whether the um, bio mom has passed away or still living, I've heard story after story after story. Um, someone wrote me, my my biological father had an affair. So okay. I want to hate that that woman. So there's so many uh, issues as to how the blended family was formed. And, you know, one of the healthiest perspectives that we can take as parents is that it, it's adult situations are not the children's. They're not the children's problems. They're not the children's baggage. The children don't have to carry the adult issues on their shoulders. The healthiest thing we can do for our children is to love them where they're at and say, well, this is our family now, regardless how it was formed, not being insensitive to a death, as I, as I said before, but um, just this this is our home now, and in that home, the stepmother would should want a healthy environment, not a toxic environment. So whenever you're loving that child, to show the child my first book, it really helps explain to a child, here, here, here I was, a little girl, growing up dreaming of love, and the one thing I knew I would never be, um, one of my pages says, there was always a problem, something always amiss. Life was no fairy tales full of childhood bliss. I could relate to the first part of stories of old, poison apples, rejection, and spells of a toad. And it goes on, Cinderella and Snow White stirred up my imagination. I would never be a stepmother who caused agitation. Stepmothers were jealous, cruel, cold, and mean. I wept when I thought of how heartless they seemed. So all of us grow up, uh, honestly, Ted, and who dreams of growing up and becoming a stepmother? And to read this to right. your child, I don't care if your child is a teenager or 24 or 27 or 35 <laughs> and you've already botched the relationship, this book can be a, a catalyst to healing and love. And, and the, the child, regardless the stepchild, regardless of the age, can say, wow, yeah, you don't dream of growing up and being a stepmother. You don't dream of growing up and having infertility problems and becoming an adoptive mom. Or you don't dream of, I was a foster mother. My brother passed away and left me his daughter. And there are many challenges there. But, but my focus was to get, keep the children healthy, keep this child healthy. And bringing my niece into the family, we all know when you bring a wounded bird into the nest, you can wound the other birds. So yes. as, as a mother, a biological mother, a stepmother, and a foster mother, soon to be adoptive mother, we adopted her and went through that process, I, I, I've okay. experienced all society's attitudes towards every, every one of those roles that I played. When I became a stepmother, I experienced, oh, mm, 
hmm, are you mean? Are you, how did how that come about? You know, the judgment, instant judgment or shunning or teachers uh, not validating me as a mom and only wanting to talk to my husband instead or whatever it was. When I became a biological mother, I was like the blessed mother. <laughs> oh, you're a mom. You know, totally different attitude. When I became a foster totally. mother to my niece and in the process of adopting her, everyone was affirming me. Oh, you're amazing. You, you're taking on this child. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. Because I'm the auntie and not the stepmother. All of a sudden I'm getting gifts and cards and validation. And it's honorable. So over the years, the last 20 years, um, I've experienced how society looks at all these different roles. And it became, um, I'm a former junior high school teacher. I'm a child advocate. I love kids. And it became um, a desire of mine to change the world's viewpoint of stepmothers being wicked all the time. Um, My husband's former teammate uh, was over and he had four children in his first marriage and was divorced and had a new wife who um, had never had any children. And so there she has all his older four kids. And the young 18-year-old was having dinner with us, and he started laughing when he heard about my book. And he goes, that's awesome. He goes, 95% of the questions people ask me about my stepmom is, is she mean? Is she mean? And I thought that's really funny because when your auntie's taking care of a child, no one says, oh, is she mean? When grandmama is taking care of a child or adopted, no one says, is she mean? So really, the first book, Wicked Not Nettle Stepmothers Are Wicked, is a whimsical children's story depicting the stepmother as a little girl and her dreams and visions and then falling in love with this man and he had a little child. What's she going to do? What's she going to do? So that's and she overcomes a lot of things with a child, as you heard on the on the morning show. But it and it 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 um, many stepmothers that have read my book just start crying. Um, parents who uh, everyone, regardless if they're married, divorced, never married, separated, they all everyone knows someone with a blended family. Um, half of all our marriages end in divorce. Twenty nine million of our Americans today are our step parents, and twenty one hundred yes. blended families are formed a day. One million children will experience divorce a year. It's time to, to, to start focusing on these kids that didn't ask for it, love them, and, you know, not dump our adult perspectives and garbage on them. Anyway, do you have a so question? True. So true. <laughs> I could go on so and on true. and on. <laughs> no, and that's great, and that's the, the beautiful thing about it. And we, what we try to do here at Late Night Parents is give folks like yourself that forum. You know, so that not just tonight, if there's any specific week, you know, you want to come on and you want to talk about whatever or you want to talk about the, 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 the you know, within the series, the next chapter in, in your, you know, with your books, you're welcome to come on here and talk about this because it's all about, it's all about families. It's yeah. all about families and building families and, you know, right. like you said, the conventional family, the you know the 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 son and the daughter with the the mom and the dad and the the uh, white picket fence, um, that's not the norm. <laughs> we no, like to say it's, it's the norm, not. And I, I felt like whenever I I met my husband and he he was a single father, 
and um, had never married my son's mom. And Luke was three, so see, I had an advantage as well. He was so little, he, you know, right. di- didn't know what's going on. And um, I felt like over the years, as my brother was um, dying, he actually didn't die of cancer complications, but he, uh, the chemo and radiation had scarred his lungs, so he, uh, he was, uh, it was like an emphysema almost, but it was cancer related issues as it took him nine years before he went to the Lord. And I felt like, you know, had I not had a blended family to begin with, I may not have eased into or been all arms open and ready to receive his daughter. I could have been like, Oh, I have, you know, two perfect children and a beautiful, perfect marriage. And I can't have another child. That's not my own. I just felt like God laid the groundwork that I always had an extra child in my house. I'm a godmother to many children. Um, We're very faith-based. Steve Weatherford, he has three children and a fourth on the way, and my husband and I are godparents to all three of his children. And um, I just felt like I was so blessed that Luke was um, in my life. He has transformed me and shaped me as a mother, as um, uh, an individual, as a woman, as a wife. I have... Um, I my life and my I would not be who I am today nor my husband if Luke were not in our lives, and I, I just love him so much and um, we're very 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 close and I've never ever ever considered him my step step child. I just wanted to just to embrace him as my own and I was criticized and judged for that. And um, but in the end, ultimately, it it was his foundation and it gave him self esteem and confidence. He knew he was beloved by everyone in our home. And that's why he is a part owner in this in this project and 100% on board because he wants a voice too. Yeah, you know, he he wants to tell the world it's okay to love uh, your stepmother. It's okay, just an extra person to love, like an auntie or a grandmother. So so Holly, I got to ask you this question. I mean, and it's more a rhetorical question. So okay. at what point? So so the rhetorical question of the moment is: so at what point? When you fell in love, you guys were married, and, you know, you loved, you fell in love with your husband, and that's his son. That's, that becomes your son. Yes, You know, does. I mean, it's, to me, it's as easy as can be, but it's, I, I don't know, it's, you know, and I'm not sure about the fact that where's the divide? Because well, I'll tell you. Is it to, it's okay. adults. Sharing their issues with the kids, it's completely inappropriate. So I fell in love. We fell in love. We all got married. And um, he was happy as can be. And then poison would seep into the well when um, he would bring home information from other sources that would um, be angry or condemning or hostile that um, this household does it this way. Or this household, mm. or but it was always the stepmom gets blamed for everything, or um, it's it's the po- it's it's poison from adults that give their opinions to the children, instead of allowing them to love everyone, and so then they're conflicted, and then they that's in the second book, and their sense of oh my gosh, as I one of the lines in my second book is as I looked into her face, my face, Luke Luke wonders aloud it's from his his perspective. Um, is it is it wrong to love her too? Will she take my mom's place? But the reality is, I'm the mommy of this house. I'm his little brother's mommy. Right. I'm his little sister's mommy. I'm I'm mommy, and 
And the healthiest thing to do is you line them all up and brush their teeth and you line them all up and, and lecture them and you line them all up and you feed them. You treat them all the same. If you walked into my house, in fact, during this project, since we launched this project, so many people have said to, to, to me, Who, you're not a stepmother. If you walked into my house, you would never know I had a stepchild. If I have gigantic pictures of one, I have gigantic pictures of the other. Um, but, you know, it's, it's you love them all the same. You have to. That's healthy. That's good. That's what kind of household we want. But so as the years progressed, my conflicts and trials and frustrations came not from within my family unit, but from outside influences that um, judged, misjudged, or criticized or um, Luke for loving this family unit. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And so very, I, I imagine very... your story must be a little bit different because unless your stepmother was um, competing against, per se, I have a friend who is a stepmother to um, uh, a widower, uh, or to his, his daughter, and I think she always felt she was battling the, the, you know, the perfect mother who had passed away. Did, did right. your stepmother have that right. experience? Yeah. I would say she had that experience with, with my older sister. Yes. Yeah, girl. I would say, yeah. you know, and it was just always some type of conflict. Mhm. Uh-huh. But here's the deal. You know, it's natural to have mm-hmm. conflict with your children. I have a little girl. She's almost 15. She'll be 15, uh, Kiki, January 31st at the end of this month. And there's conflict being a, a mom or dad, regardless. Right. And so with the um, wicked image, we're, we're told we're beautiful our whole lives, right? Oh, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful, you're so this, you're so that. You get married, you inherit a title that basically equates ugly. And right. if, if, if stepmama gets angry with stepdaughter, stepson, she's not, it's not a righteous anger as a typical mom would feel. It's, oh, I'm the wicked stepmother. I'm not allowed to be angry. But, yes, we are. Moms get angry. Dads get angry. Um, we we have to yes. discipline. If we love our children, we will discipline them. We will give them guidelines. But it it has to be um, after when my husband and I get angry with any of our children. It's it, we sit down, we talk. We okay. This is what went wrong. This is what you did. This is what's not appropriate. And we love you. And and so right. you you always have to conclude your whatever little teeny tiny trials. But girls are hard. They go through their little stage and. And um, boys are hard when they're little, and you know it flips. You know their their energy and their their naughtiness, and they grow out of that and turn these calm people. And then girls are so sweet when they're little, and it flips. But so yes, she battled. I'm sure your stepmother battled those some issues with with your sister. However, if she were a biological mom, the same thing would have happened. Yes, yes, because right. at the, at the same time, I, I Holly. I don't mean to hold you too long. I, I know we okay. agreed on a specific time frame. But uh-huh. I, I got to tell you, with my, my 13-year-old daughter and my wife now, and I'm starting to see some of the battles. I'm I think starting they're called pheromones. The- <laughs> it's a pheromone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something like that. But what do we do? We keep on loving. We keep on pushing through. We don't give up. There are daughters. So, yeah, right, you're going to see it. And my husband said, it was like my daughter's kind of grown out of it. It was kind of um, seventh and eighth grade. My husband said one day, I don't know what's going on with the two of you. And I said, no, 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 no. There's no two of us. 
I'm the mama. She's the daughter. She needs <laughs> to obey first, and we'll discuss it later. There's no, 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 that no. is true. Right, and and he laughed because he he got me. No, 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 no. I'm not her age. There's no two of what's going on with the two of us. So and so with my my first book, Wicked Not, not all stepmothers are wicked. Thirty five thousand distributors uh, have it on available online, and I have my own website, wickednot.com, where you can order it from there too, or my publishing company, uh, Friesen Press, out of Canada. But came up with a new archetype, um, the Apple Mom. The apple mom, anyone can be an apple mom, and we need to strive to be an apple mom. And um, I have a bracelet on, on my website that says apple mom. The mom in my book is an apple mom, one who is loving and nurturing. And it's a true story what happened to me. Um, it actually did not happen with Luke, which is the ir- irony of the book. It happened with my daughter Kiki. She was like five years old, and someone had asked her if she would like an apple. And she said yes, and the person asked if she wanted it peeled, and I think Kiki was confused, like, what? And she said, does your mommy peel your apples for you? And Kiki's like, no. And this person said, oh, your mommy doesn't peel your apples for you? And I was thinking, ah, oh, gee whiz. I just, you know, an unjustified flurry, you know. So I pulled Kiki aside later, and I said, honey, mommy doesn't peel your apples for you because that's the good part. It's nourishing and healthy. <laughs> and so I kind of implemented that into my story with Luke. Um, and uh, uh, he he thought that he got sick in my book because of the the unpeeled apple. Why didn't you peel my apple like all the other mothers? And so really? um, the new archetype that I went to propel across the nation of the United States is: Are you an apple mom? Did you read the book? Wicked not. Not all stepmothers are wicked. It changed the archetype from wicked stepmother to an apple mom and anyone can be an apple mom so this book can be for a biological mom who's having trouble with their kids or a foster mom adopted mom stepmom um if if there are good stepmothers there are bad stepmothers there are good bio moms there are bad bio moms there are also stepmothers that change lives forever for the good when there is a bad bio mom and so we need to embrace the opportunity of all mothers regardless of bloodlines to be an apple mom and that's kind of the message and love and healing. Now, I want to share this with you. I don't know if you know, we produced a song, and we're going to produce a song to go with every book. And my, um, my, uh, yeah, my uh, musician, Tim Foley, has been a good friend and partner in the ministry that I've involved in San Diego for over 10 years, youth ministry. We do a lot of youth stuff. And he um, was in a band called Skelpin. They did world music, Irish music. He plays nine different instruments. So he sings my song, Wicked I'm Not. And in it, it says, this will be a good gift for your, your stepmother, Ted. <laughs> it says, it's, it's him singing, because someone said, why isn't the woman singing? Well, not all bio moms want another woman singing to their son. There's a lot of jealousy issues there, or their child. So I have Tim singing as a buffer, the man giving permission. You know, she's saying, I want to love you. I, um, I wasn't the first, but I'll love till it hurts. Um, uh, he, I just want to have a family with you because wicked I'm not. And so a song goes, goes goes with this book too. So anyone that orders Wicked Not from my website, I send them a complimentary CD um, sung by Tim Foley and uh, his, nice. his uh, band members. Yeah, so a lot, lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff. Now you hey, know Holly, what to get your stepmom for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. So before you go, I want you to uh-huh. just, I mean, and you mentioned it during this interview, but I want you to mention 
number one, your your Twitter handle or your social, you know, best ways to get in contact with you via social media, and how do we get the book? Okay. Um, my Twitter handle, it's like pulling the, the curtain back and seeing the wizard there. Uh, my uh-huh. my dear friend Don Suchecki is my social media director, and she's the one that okay. does all those tweets. And so I'm embarrassed to say I don't know my Twitter handle. <laughs> I think it's wicked it's dot wicked not. not. Oh, yes, is, wicked is, is it wicked not or is it wicked dot not? Wicked underscore not or wicked it's, not? Wicked not. Well, praise God, you knew. <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh, I feel like you, Toto just pulled the curtain back. Oh, it's not me. Oh, no, it's, um, no, 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 no. I, I follow it and I watch it, and we share um, everything that goes up on there. And so Don Suchecki, a dear friend, and she's a stepmother, too, of three. Um, she's All right, so Wicked Knot is the Twitter handle, and we're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook. Okay. And um, okay. my website is wickednot.com. Gotcha. And, of course, you can get my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, my publishing company, Friesen Press, up in Canada. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's out everywhere. But if you get it from me, you get a complimentary CD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am going to be in touch with Amy tomorrow because Amy, um, okay. your publicist, did yeah, a she's great, fantastic. fantastic job. Thank you, and I'll just let you know, not only is she uh, exemplary in everything she does, she's in New Orleans, because many of our, we, you know, being with the Saints, we are in love with New Orleans, we'll never fully leave New Orleans, and um, our our friendships we made there when John played for the Saints are so, they're just deep and filled with love, and, and, and they're they're just amazing, the New Orleans people are just awesome people, I just love everyone in New Orleans. And um, Amy uh, lives and works in New Orleans and was basically, uh, I think, an executive producer for, with many news stations before she became a publicist so she could stay at home with her two gorgeous little boys. So she, she's awesome, isn't she? She is. Holly, we want to give you a one-time round of applause. We want to say we want to thank you so much for spending the time tonight to talk with us. And I'm, you know what? We're not going to say goodbye because you're going to be back. Oh, you're I going love to be that. back. Thank and you. as each book is released, we definitely want to have you come back. And um, I'll work with Amy because we're going to get a blog up on Late Night Parents about your your series of books that that are coming out and just your story and really really powerful. We want to thank you so much and say God bless. Oh, God bless you, too. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. And that was Holly Carney coming from the west side, the west coast. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Then we have, right after the break, none other, Hezzy McCaleb, genuinely H5. This is Late Night Parent Radio. And we're going to go to this break right now. And we're back. Uh, we're going to have Hezzy McCaleb. 
Um, I like to call him H5. You'll get to know him very shortly. want to give a quick shout-out. We don't do shout-outs on the show, but if we did, we'd want to shout-out the Gridiron Mo app. Um, the folks are going to be on next week with us. We want to shout-out our friend Lunchbox Buddies. Um, interview is in the queue with you guys, waiting for you guys to come through. We're going to shout-out um, our friend Zero to Three as they introduce the babies on the home front, the parenting app for our military and veteran families. So important. And our last folks we're going to shout out, the friends to the show, the folks that send these products to us that we put up on the blog, LateNightParents.com, Icy Hot Smart Relief. Um, so many millions of Americans have lower back pain. This is um, one of the products that could help you with it. You've seen so many of our favorite um, celebrities talking about it, and now you're hearing about me talk about it. But without further ado, um, introduce someone who's, uh, I like to call him a younger brother to me, because I think I got a few years on him. I don't want to call him a youngster, because I think in uh, one of his pictures, I think I might have saw a gray hair or two, but he's keeping that shade close, because... um, He's, a, I like to say, a barber, or he used to work in a barber shop, and we used to talk about sports. So going live right now, Hezzy McHale of H5. H5, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? Everything is lovely, brother. Thanks for having me on. That's, oh, man, please. Uh, as this is, a, this is like the second time you've been on, and but I've mentioned to our listeners not just the folks listening to the live show, but on the podcast. I've said H5, or I've made references to barbershop and things like that. Um, With you on the line, I could say thank you for allowing me to cut my teeth with barbershop sports, you know, letting me ride with the crew for a few years. And um, as we continue on to our, 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 our different projects, it's always good to come back together and talk, because we got a lot to cover with you. Um, our, our good friend Holly Carney talked about blended families and parenting, and it might have ran a little long, but I want to thank you for, as always, being there for us and supporting the show and the cause and everything like that, but I guess we get right into it. You know, you are the guest, but it's different because your family, your family and with that, all of our guests, we get hand over the mic to you, and let's talk. Let's get into imagination. Let's get into the filthy dish. Let's get into some of the things that podcasts and some of the things that are on your plate for 2015. So, without further ado, H5, there you go. Tell us what's happening. No doubt. You. No doubt. Well, before I before I get into that, you know, your first guest, wife of the great John Carney, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, kicker. You yes. know, I have yes. sent her a special, special who that shout-out. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate her coming on, and that's awesome what she's doing with her book. Yes, sir. But now yes, sir. Yeah, man, it's fantastic stuff, man. But but now that, you know, got the shout-out business out of the way, I'm excited, man. 2015, in a good space mentally, um, imagination unlimited. We're getting started with that. 
which is uh, my new company that's going to be kind of the umbrella for all of the entertainment uh, production that we're going to be doing right now, as you know, uh, at the end, towards the, the last quarter of 2014, I started a pop culture podcast called uh, The Filthy Dish, where it was a different side. Uh, you know, you and I have been working together in the past on, on many, many shows on Barbershop Sports, uh, the Inside the Barbershop podcast, and, you know, we chopped it up about a little pop culture there, but this is diving even deeper, and the the language is different from, you know, what, what we had on Inside the Barbershop. We, we made sure that we kept that pretty, you know, family-oriented, but this show is more for the adults. This is for the grown-ups. And it's a, you know it's adult language. We have fun. There's a comedy twist to it. I mean, you know, when H5 sees the on-air light, you know, it's like Voltron being formed. Man, I just turn into this 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 new person, and I have a lot of fun with uh, my two beautiful uh, co-hosts, Stacy and Nicole. And um, I'm looking forward to getting started with that this Friday, uh, the 23rd. We're going to be back at 9 p.m. But some of the other things that are going to be coming forward on the Jimagination umbrella, underneath that umbrella, are going to be, it's going to be the return of Inside the Barbershop. You know, we had a lot of people asking about what's going on with that show, what's going on with that podcast. And I still got love for sports, man. I mean, I just saw one of the greatest comebacks of all time with Russell Wilson, you know, and I, and I have to have an outlet for that. So I'm excited to... Uh, to come back with that, man. So Imagination is is bubbling for 2015. The Filthy Dish is cooking for this Friday, and I'm just excited, Ted. That's good. That's good. I mean, we we talked whenever we would go in barbershop, and it would be a mixture of of sports and pop culture and, you know, know, gossip and 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 everything else, really, just a lot of hot stories where we would put our own twist into it. Um, so, with tell us how um, the filthy dish differs. Really, like let's say if you had an elevator, your, your elevator speech, where you're meeting with some executive, some radio executive, and you hop on an elevator, and they love barbershop, and they say, okay, but we heard you got the filthy dish. And tell us how it differs in 30 seconds or less. Complete night and day as far as the language. The voice is the same, but the style is, 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 is completely different. The, the topics are, you know, like I said, more focused or are, are completely focused on pop culture. Uh, we, we talk about relationships, interactions, with, you know, between folks. And, and we throw in, even though... We have that adult, you know, uh, language. There's a lot of positive uh, uh, things that we weave into that show. Uh, you know, whether or not we're talking about some support celebrity who's, you know, gotten themselves caught up in, you know, some kind of, you know, uh, uh, skirmishes with the law or problems with drugs. And, and how, well, what's the root cause of those things? The, 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 the people are, 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 you know, screaming out for help and they don't have that help that they need. They're just surrounded by yes men. And you don't get that on Perez Shelter. You're not going to get that on 
Bossip or Nicole Beachy or those different types of shows, they are going to stay 100% negative and they just dwell in the negative. We address it, but I like to refer to us as pop culture spin doctors, if you will. So that's my that's my 32nd elevator speech, brother. I mean, you're not going to get anything like this anywhere else. The filthy dish is unique into and of itself. Gotcha. So tell us tell us about um and like I, I know some things behind the scenes that you know our fans would like to hear our fans, which are your fans, because your audience is is is, is my audience, and you know we all share this. This, this, this. I mean, it's not incestuous like the AFC East with you know Rex and this one and Tannenbaum and all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff. But we we commingle together a certain way, and I don't know. So tell us about involvement with um, Pink Celebrity. Ah, uh, yes, Pink Celebrity is a pretty big blog that that deals with. Also, they have a a positive spin to their, their approach to delivering uh, uh, celebrity news as well. Uh, the founder and owner of that, Yvonne Amosari, out there in uh, California is just a wonderful, wonderful person. We linked up uh, uh, maybe about six or seven months ago, and we just we just formed this synergy, man. She was trying to get what uh, they were delivering in the blogs out on into like a podcast radio format, and I had this, I was just starting to feel the dish, so it was kind of like a perfect marriage, and what we did was, in forming that partnership, one of her celebrity entertainment uh, uh, reporters out there in California who goes on the scene, she's on the red carpet, she's at all the award shows, you know, she's doing her thing. She's so nice to give some of her time to come on the show and talk about what's happening from an insider perspective. So that definitely gives us a, a, another uh, extra level of uh, entertainment by having that, you know, real good source. So I'm excited about what we have been doing in 2014 and what we are going to continue to do. We're going to improve that segment with, with the young lady's name is Miles Bloxon. Uh, was the only one miles on Twitter for all of those out there who want to follow her. And Pink Celebrity is at Pink, P-Y-N-K, Celebrity altogether. And I, if, I, if I'm shouting them out, of course, I got to shout out The Filthy Dish, at The Filthy Dish on Twitter, and me, yours truly, who you're listening to, at Genuinely H5. But, man, it's just it's a great partnership, wonderful people, what they're doing out there, and uh, they they rock with us. I mean, uh, on the Barbershop Sports Show, that's kind of when we really, really first started rocking. As you recall, um, she let one of her artists that she was managing come on our show. She's actually the daughter of uh, the owner of the Sacramento Kings, uh, and nice. uh, that was a great that was a great interview. Um, and it's just been a great partnership, man. We're just working together. We're gonna try to see if we can do some television this year or, or, or the next year, and uh, we're, just, we're just going to keep growing that thing, my brother. That's good. That's good. Uh, since we do have roots in the barbershop, I'm not going to go in and ask you about Deflategate, Spygate, <laughs> Gronkgate, Bradygate, or any of that type of stuff. I just, I guess an early prediction, an early prediction, Patriots, Seahawks, in another, what, 10 days? 
man. Eleven days. You know, it, it, it's it's funny that you just said that because I literally just put out a tweet about the Flategate. For me, yeah, and the tweet actually said, "I can't believe the Flategate is actually a thing." You know, people really enjoy making something out of nothing. I mean, bottom line is, did it have anything to do with the score, forty-five to seven? No, probably not. The team was just better than the other team, and that was it. But as far as the Super Bowl goes, Brother Ted, after seeing what I saw with Russell Wilson, where <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you remember that movie? You remember that movie, Angels in the Outfield? Uh, yes, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, they may have a new movie coming out called Angels on the Gridiron, man, because there was no way in the world the Seahawks were supposed to win that game. There were, I have never seen a collapse like that live, and to see that young man come back and do his thing with that defense, the way that they're playing, I don't know, man. I mean, it's gonna be tough for me to bet against the Seahawks. So I, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout or anything like they did the the I mean the Broncos last year, but uh, I definitely see the Seahawks coming out on on top. I think that's safe to say. I think that's safe to say because these guys uh, uh, turned it up at the right time. They put it together at the right time. And that stuff that I saw, it was 19-7 with maybe, I don't know, just over four minutes to go. And the next thing I know, it was 22-19. And then what he did in the overtime was something. And, and just to think about it, there was four interceptions along the way. But he didn't stop. He didn't stop. He, going, he didn't quit. He didn't quit, and just a level of emotion at the end of the game by those guys because, you know, I mean, you see how hard in the modern-day sports era it is to repeat, especially in the NFL where it's, you know, going, you know you're the hero today and you're the GOAT tomorrow or next season. So, yeah, I, I, think, that, I think that's important. Um, next week we have – Dana OG, who's um, mm-hmm. NFL female, she she's a she's a writer from NFL Female. She writes for the Seahawks. We're going to have her on here next week to talk about you know to give her prediction. I'm going to get um uh, someone from NFL Female who writes for the Patriots. I think her name is um, Pamela Michelle. Nice to get on here and talk. About you know she's gonna I know she's gonna ride for Tom Brady like she's never ridden before, but um, <laughs> that's gonna be good radio. <laughs> next week we're gonna have um, a good friend Harris um, from the Gridiron Mo app. It's an app that's really really amazing, and, and I'm not sure why a lot of folks don't know about it or haven't used it. But it allows live voting during games. Um, just to say, just to say a few, we're going to have our friend, uh, well, my friend, um, Kristen Parmalee, who I mentioned earlier on, has because she's done stuff that we do as as because you know we could sit here and we could talk about podcasting and everything else like that, but we're by career we're IT. So we understand the technology, and I have to bring up Kristen Parmalee because her group developed an app to fight against, to help folks that have um, dyslexia. 
And oh, wow. it's just a really powerful story because what do most folks do? You know, she noticed, you know, she had her son tested and, it was, you know, it came out that her son was dyslexic. What do parents do? Do they mope around? Do they do this? You know, she did something about it. So I, I just like the mindset because the, I, I bring up people like that because the mindset, I, I know it's a similar mindset with you. You're an entrepreneur. You're a podcaster. You want to get that word out. You want to get to that next level that we all want to get to, but we just don't know the, the secret sauce. So, I mean, it's a pleasure, and it's always an honor to have you on because I, I think back to maybe the late 2012, you and I sitting talking on the phone, and as much as we talk on the phone, has people wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have any idea that we're about 1,200 miles geographically separated. You know, you would never know. You know, so that's that's just this says something about the power of barbershop, the power of the brotherhood. And, and, and a few weeks ago, I had um, some other um, former barbershop members, like the old crew, or the first line of defense yeah. um, guys, they on to talk it through. And 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 it's always it's always you know it's always good to connect with my brothers and talk this through, but. I'm gonna. I guess we're gonna stop right here and say, as tell us the best way to get in contact with you, because there's so many different ways on social media. Because you're all over the place. You got your your digital imprint is sick, if I can say the least. So <laughs> tell us, tell us the best way to get in contact with you. Best way, I'm, I'm trying to streamline it across Google Plus and, uh, and Facebook and Twitter. Is going to be at genuinely. H five. That's the best way to get in touch with me on in social media. And once again, the the filthy dish is also at the filthy dish. One word all together, and we run Friday nights uh, starting at nine p.m. Eastern time. Got you, got you. Because we're gonna give you a round of applause that you're used to hearing. No doubt, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. No doubt. And we're going to close that with our outro song, Change and Speak, um, done by so many, uh, Simon, um, De La Soul, and others. So we're going to close that with that. We love you. We'll be back with you next week. We'll be uh, in touch via social media during the week. We'll get back at you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.